1: Miami, Miami, Miami It feels like Miami Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast I'm your host, Carlo Navas And I'm alone today Nobody with me today Uh, You know, normally we stream these shows on twitch.tv slash Miami Heatbeat. Today I have a friend in town I'm flying out to San Francisco tomorrow So uh, no stream tonight Uh, But I do want to record a podcast Get an upload to YouTube and uh, talk a little bit about Game Five because I'm recording in the middle of the day. My co-hosts are not with me, but you have me. So if you will uh, lend me your time for the next 20 minutes or so, let's talk about Game Five. Let's talk about the reaction around it. Let's talk about what happened. Let's talk about ultimately how we feel and what this means for the season. I think the most important stat from yesterday was 50. The most important number from yesterday was 58.8. It was Miami's half-court offensive rating abysmal? It was a horrible performance. I think a lot has been said. A lot of words have been said about what happened yesterday, uh, whether it's coming from the national media who are taking a victory lap, whether it's from heat fans who are so happy to be right uh, about this team. Uh, There's frustrated fans that are upset because they expected more from them, uh, whether it's coaches or players or whoever. A lot has been said. And that number 58 Points per 100 possessions In the half court it was ultimately not good enough Miami had a almost 35% Offensive rebound percentage uh, They did That's what you need to do enough and, and ultimately it did not matter Despite that crazy offensive rebound percentage Miami could not score in transition Miami could not score in transition either 87.5 offensive rating in transition Boston 166.7 You're not going to win that way. Miami crushed, crashed the glass. They sent three or four guys. What that means is Boston's going to be able to leak out in transition. Miami overcompensated, and they sent too many guys to crash the glass. They got the offensive rebounds, but they weren't scoring. I thought the game plan was solid there, but obviously, you know, if you can't convert on those offensive rebounds, you know, when you don't get them, you're just getting killed on the other end. And Boston certainly did that. Uh, Almost 12 percent of their plays were out in transition. you know Miami about the same, so it is what it is. Miami's hurt, guys. Jimmy Butler has the knee soreness; doesn't look the same. Uh, Zach Lowe put put up, put up a stat uh, following the game four loss. Derek White was only targeted five times as a pick and roll defender. That that shows you a lot, right? Because Jimmy's the guy who hunts, and if Jimmy's not hunting and looking to get downhill. Tells you something about kind of his aggression, especially with the way he's played this playoffs. It's been downhill, put his head down, get fouled, uh, look for the small mismatch, all that stuff. But that just hasn't been there. Has not been there. Derek White, not targeted. Peyton Pritchard kind of got off the hook. And I I talked about stuff Boston did. Boston wasn't giving the switch so easy. The show and recover, obviously. Uh, Boston in a drop, a really deep drop against Jimmy. I should say, allows them to kind of rotate defenders in and out of that. There was a play that I tweeted out where Grant Williams is in a drop. Jimmy kind of does an, an empty side pick and roll uh, him as a screener, kind of gets a switch against Pritchard on that rolls. Grant Williams picks him up out of the drop, and Peyton Pritchard goes to, to, to go guard somebody else, right? And then the man up top rotates to Kyle, and then they they are either not guarding the, the, the strong side corner or wherever uh, Robert Williams helping off that. So Boston's game plan has been pretty airtight. I think that they know how limited Miami is offensively. And Miami's hurt. And I think a combination of Boston's game plan being really good, Miami being injured. And I I think there's been kind of a weird whistle, in my opinion, but that's not swinging the the, the series in either way. It's just annoying as a fan when Bam gets hacked by Horford. And I know Celtic fans are going to say, well, Bam sets a billion bajillion moving screens. Fine, whatever. Everybody does. I'm not here to talk about the officials. But the combination of Boston's really good game plan and Miami's poor health, because Boston's guys are banged up too, but they're healthier than Miami's guys. Tatum looks better than Jimmy does. Looks like he can move. You know, Robert Williams, you know, has a knee injury, but he looks like he's moving better than Kyle Lowry. Tyler Hero not playing. A groin injury? Listen, a groin. A groin injury will take you out for days, for weeks. You know what I mean? The fact that he even went out to try to play, you know, salute to him. But hamstrings and groins, they keep you out a long time. They're not things that heal easy. Knee inflammation comes and goes. You know, hopefully Jimmy can look pretty good. I don't know what kind of treatment he'll get. But Game 6 is for their season. Game 6 is probably for the blueprint of this group. I don't know what kind of changes are made in the offseason if they don't make the finals. But we know how Pat Riley goes. So a lot of this, a lot of these guys might be playing for their stay in Miami. <sighs> it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. It, it it sucks. And we can sit here and make excuses of injuries and everything, but it sucks. But at the end of the day, guys, if you're down your three best ball handlers because they're hurt, Jimmy, Kyle, Tyler, your offense is just not going to be good enough. And I think that's why the golf has looked so bad because they're limited and they need to fire on all cylinders. And when they're not, it looks like this. You know, Gabe can only do so much. Victor can only do so much. You know, these guys can only do so much. And the Celtics decided that we're going to change our coverages to limit Bam at the rim. And it worked because even when Bam got going, it was off floaters and jump shots. It was rarely stuff at the rim, sometimes offensive rebounds, which again, they they did a good job. But they limited Bam's attempts at the rim. And I talked about this with Kenny after the Game 4 pod. You know, Boston in a drop, Horford in in a pretty deep drop against Bam. And Robert Williams coming to help off P.J. Tucker, who's also hurt. You know, what can Bam do when he sees two guys in the paint? Now, I do think that they could be a little better at helping him find mismatches or whatever. But it is what it is. Even if Bam goes off for 40, it's it's probably not going to be enough given how limited the rest of their offense looks. And by the way, the fact that it's even been a close series... You know, credit to Miami because Boston's a really good fucking team, and th- they gutted out that game three win, and it could have looked ugly if they lost that. Um, but you know, they still have a chance to save their season if they win game six. They'll have a game seven on their home floor. Now, I don't feel good about it. I don't think many Heat fans feel good about it. And why would you? They look banged up. They look injured. It's not a, it's not a can they have it, right? It's, it's are they are their bodies able? You know, can 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 their bodies keep up with what they want to do? And I think the answer to that question will be whether they can extend this series or not. You know, they're facing elimination. Um, This is the first time this whole postseason they've been playing from behind. Boston has a bunch. This is the first time they face elimination. Um, You know, this is the biggest game of their season. Um, Boats have been burned. Literal boat is burned in, uh, in Biscayne Bay. A Carnival cruise ship was fucking on fire this morning. So that happened. But... I want to talk a little bit about Heat fans. Uh, And I I, think I said, I'm I'm a little all over the place today because, you know, it sucks. You know what I mean? We want our team to win, and it sucks.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
1: want to be more right than their team win. It can be annoying. And we've talked about it internally at MHP. It's just annoying to do content when everyone defaults to negativity. And I think there's a balance to that that I think is interesting because I think as fans we want to voice our frustrations and vent. But it just becomes like my mentions are filled with people Criticizing me for liking Kyle Lowry. Now again, I don't care. It's Twitter. Who cares? Twitter's not real. I don't, I I literally shut the app off and I enjoy time with my friends. And I don't I don't care. And everybody knows if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know how thick skinned I am, and none of this shit gets to me. But it's just I, it is weird, right? That I just I, I think I tweeted I was like, man, this dr- Boston in a drop coverage has really been a great adjustment, and Miami has no legs. I'm gonna actually I'm gonna read the whole tweet so that we're we're quoting. You know, I'm 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 quoting myself, right? So that we get the proper context here for what's going on. I tweet, Boston switched to a drop late in Game 3 and carried over to Game 4 and and to now. The result has been the Heat shooting a lot of threes and missing them all. Well, it was once Miami's comfort coverage has become their demise. Bad hamstrings and knees don't give the lift for jumpers. We could talk about a lot, but the Celtics' game plan was to stop switching and letting Miami dictate matchups. They send help out to the paint off of Miami shooters, and they've cut the lifeline of this offense. Free throws. Injuries and officiating were the final nails in their coffin. Where the hell in that tweet do you take where you I'm defending Kyle Lowry or anything? And then my mentions are just people I expect it from Celtic fans. I don't care about them. He fans are just like sending me like Kyle Lowry 0 for six. You know, you should change your name. Um, you know. Uh, glad your boy Kay Lowry really made a difference these past two games, worth the thirty million for sure. Stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's like where I don't I don't get the point of that. I don't understand the utility of that. And I get you're frustrated. I don't understand criticizing hurt players. Because I, I'm old enough to remember D Wade in twenty fourteen against the Spurs looking horrible. Look fucking dog shit. D Wade is my favorite player. I'm a. I love Dwayne Wade more than anybody. I I, I am doing this right now because of Dwayne Wade. I, he, he would not exist if not for Dwayne Wade. Man walks on water. But he looked like shit in that Spurs series, and nobody gave him this. Right? I see the timeline criticizing Jimmy, saying, "Well, if he can't, go, if he's going to look like this, he shouldn't be out there." These guys are trying to play to give their teams a chance, man. You know what I mean? Like you guys getting angry. And it's just weird. It's just I don't understand it. And it, and there's other fans that just wanted to be right about Lowry or right about Duncan or right about certain players. So they take joy, and I don't know if it's them taking joy in or trying to find a silver lining in the loss. Well, we lost, but at least I was right. Like they find solace in that or something. And I'm not here to dictate how it is to be a fan, but this is my podcast and I thought it was interesting and I wanted to talk about kind of what I noticed because it was strange. I just didn't understand it. Um, I thought it was, it just seemed like a miserable place to be. Um, And I get it. I mean, it sucked. Listen, I went to bed last night, upset. Who didn't, right? If you're a fan, you know, who doesn't? If you care about this team, who doesn't? You know, I have a fucking financial interest in this team going far in the playoffs in addition to my fandom. And you know, so I'm like double hurt. I liked, I want to cover the finals. I like covering one of the last two teams, you know, just for, even for your career, it matters. I'm rooting for that. I'm rooting for them for a lot of reasons. So it's stung. It sucked. I get it. I understand it. And I don't create, I'm not blaming fans for doing it. I'm just I think, I think some of it's a little weird and some of it's a little interesting. So, you know, I, I think the, the quickness to be right. And we're all guilty of it. And I've done it too, right? I'm not perfect. Uh, you know, we're all we're all guilty of it. You know, it's just something to be conscious of. And it's just something I noticed last night in specific because my mentions were just flooded with it. And I was like, yeah, this is really interesting. It's like, hey, I don't care because like Kyle's hurt. Right. And I am i don't think judging any player off an injury is fair. And injuries are freak things. They happen randomly. You know, what I mean, obviously, he's an older point guard and that happens to older players. And, and you know, that's what you sign up for, you know, but they when when you feel like you're close to a title and they're close, they're two games away from the finals. It's not like they're far. You know what I mean? It's not, like, it's not like, oh, my God, there's a gulf between. It's not like they're the Pelicans. You know what I mean? Who are like, oh, cute season. No, like they were legitimately close to making the finals. And, and, and once you're in the finals, anything can happen. You were close to being there, to where you want to be. Pat Riley always says you don't build teams for titles. You build teams to give yourself a chance. You can't predict what's going to happen, but you want to give yourself a chance. Miami gave themselves a chance. And I don't think you can blame them. I think regardless of how this season ends, it's been a wonderful and successful season. The Heat aren't going to feel that way because the Heat are different. The Heat, you know, they judge off of banners and titles, confetti, champagne, and gold plating of a trophy. They don't care that we got fourth place or third place or wherever, wherever you want to tie it for third. They don't want a bronze medal, Right. They barely like silver medals, but they'll take it because it's a huge accomplishment. So I get it. And if you're a fan, if you would be like Tyler Buss, that's fine. I wouldn't look at it that way, but I get it. I understand the frustrations. (sighs) Adjustments to make, I don't know. I thought that he did the right thing. Crash the glass, you know, attack the drop. They went with Duncan a lot and they went with Max a lot. Duncan, 3 for 10 from 3. Fine, not good enough. Missed a couple bunnies, you know, for him. Um, Had some nice kind of drives to the hoop. But again, that's a fine game. It's whatever. It was better than Max, but it was fine. You need more from him. And I'm a Duncan guy, and you just need need more than 3 for 10. You might have needed a a 6 for 10 and you're in that game because you know that game really got away from them and I think we know how runs in the NBA go. You score a couple buckets, you stop the bleeding, you kind of make it manageable, you can buy guys a little more rest, all that stuff. So, that was the day you needed him and he just gave you an average performance and for a player making his kind of money, I understand. It's not good enough. Even when nobody else was good. He was a plus what was he? A plus 3, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um not good enough from dunk. Not good enough from bam. Max Hurt, hamstring, not going to blame him, you know, has no lift. He has skated, though, which I think is interesting. But again, minimum guy on a bad hamstring, not getting the lift on his jump shots. And I think that that's been the, the ultimate thing, uh, in the shift in this series, is that, you know, Boston went at tired legs and hurt legs, and they, asked, they, they enticed Miami to shoot long jumpers. And if you don't have your knees and if you don't have your hamstrings, how are you supposed to get lift on your shot? How? Because the looks are there. Miami's shot quality, by the way, via second spectrum last night, was better than Boston's. Miami got the shots they want. <laughs> those are, that's how they won games in the regular season, by getting those kinds of looks. Miami was a drop killer. Kyle's not getting around the screen quick enough because of his limitations. Max is the same. So those gaps close a little quicker. They're not getting the lift on their jumper. So even if they beat the guy, they're just not getting lift. Duncan! was getting open looks and just missed them. And they're sending two in the paint, waiting for the bam roll. They're letting the guys go one-on-one with the shooter, kind of fighting over the screen. Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum did a terrific job of doing that. And that's all she wrote. Can Miami shoot better? Yeah, but I wouldn't count on bad hamstrings to shoot better. That shooting performance has to come from guys like Duncan, has to come from guys like Caleb, who is banged up, by the way, has the Achilles in the knee, but is more healthy, and guys like Bam. And at that point, you're just depending on Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson, and Bam, and that you're just on the road in a game six. I, I don't know. Maybe Jimmy does some treatment to his knee and can buy himself a game, get you get you to home. And win a game of shooting. And then you get a little rest for the finals and see where you go. I, I don't I don't know what that is. um, But it's do or die. It's truly boat burning in game six. I think the adjustments have been made. And there's always a thing in the series. You know when somebody is a better team. I think with this injured version of the Miami Heat. This Boston Celtics team kind of announced that they're better. The Heat made it into a rock fight. And Boston was able to break away uh, in the third and fourth quarter. And that's really where we are. So I guess there's hope that, you know, you can win in Boston. You've seen it. You can get performances out of guys like Oladipo and Bam. If Duncan can spring a little bit more to life, you know, that's what you got. And you just lean on your defense. That has been good. I mean, throughout all this, the defense has been good. Uh, As injured as they are, you know, they've held up. Boston. 92.5 points per possession in the half court. That's not good. You know what I mean? Boston did not offensive rebound well. So Miami's defense has held up. Their offense has fallen apart. And that was always the question. It was, can Miami score enough in the half court to make it to the finals? And that was the big question all year. And I think from the jump, and I said this in preseason, this team is special. They They can win a title. They can make the finals. You know, we're two games from that happening, from making the finals. And the question, I think, has been answered. Well, probably not either, because when when, when Jimmy was healthy, he kind of solved the question of their half-court offense. Hey, I'm going to get downhill. I'm going to beat mismatches. I know what to do to get us points. And now that he's hurt, all those questions come back. And the way that they've looked is worst-case scenario. They cannot score they can they are the worst versions of themselves they are everything that we feared that would happen to them in a matchup like this because the injuries has have asked, has um has exacerbated their flaws and here they are down the barrel of being eliminated in 6 by the Celtics a team that they have probably one of their biggest rivals in this new age um this team itself, the same Jalen and 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 Jason team, they 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 played in in 2020 and they beat them in six, and it looks like the Celtics may get that chance against Miami. Um, it's tough; they're going to have to go into. We've seen teams go into Boston, uh, game six, season on the line, but LeBron James is not walking through that door. Jimmy Butler's knees do not look right. Kyle Lowry's hamstring does not look right. I don't know what this means for the offseason. If it comes to that, if they don't win on Friday, who knows what happens. But we have a game to play. We have not many adjustments left to make. I did think one thing was interesting, though. Boston played some of that drop a little higher because I think that they got spooked a little bit. That Oh, I think we got away with one in game four. Now, they kind of relax their coverages. Toward the end of the game because it was kind of over. So I'm curious to see in Game Six how how tight they play those handoffs and those pick and rolls, and and, and especially particularly with Bam, how low they drop. Because if a, if a, if Duncan or Max or somebody or Kyle can get around that, it's gonna be we're gonna see some stuff. We're gonna see uh, how how actually scared Boston is of these guys. So credit to Ime Udoka who has done a fantastic coaching job. This, this this series, I mean, truly incredible adjustments that I probably wouldn't have made. I, I would not test the Heat's shooting in, against drop, but he did. And he took a page out of Miami's book, swarming guys when they catch deep. Jimmy had a, a, a seal in game four against Pritchard. And I talked about this on the pod, I think. And four Celtics swarmed him. And I thought yesterday they did the same with Bam kind of just sent a lot of help, two hands on him every time, similar to how Miami guarded Embiid. Uh, they, they do a good job, and, and listen, they, Miami wrote the book on it, and teams are going to copy, and Heat are getting a taste of their own defensive medicine, makes with the things that Boston does well, which is sending this huge big guy off of the corner to come help in Robert Williams, which is another move that Emi Odoka did in the regular season that really paid dividends, and especially against Miami, where they're not guarding P.J. Tucker in the corner. Um, who has been a good shooter this year, has not found a shot this series, and it's difficult for Miami to get the ball to him when they're not forcing that initial rotation on a drive because Bam's rolling, getting stopped pretty much between the free throw line, the nail, and the semicircle. And Miami just pivots to running another set again. Uh, They can play faster, but I don't know if these legs can play faster. I guess all this to say I'm not terribly confident in how this is going to look. Um... There's obviously a chance, but it kind of is what it is. But I just wanted to talk about those things, kind of the game, the fans' reactions about it, everything going on. Um, You know, I I didn't really want to do this today. I had, Like I said, I had a friend over. Um, Tough loss. You know, it's never fun to do these off losses, you know, especially when it feels like your season just ended, losing that game five. And this feels different. Again, everything, you know, a lot of fans – you know, may have started or, or, or grew up watching LeBron, these new age Twitter people. But it's different. When you don't have that guy, it, it feels different. And when that guy, the closest thing to that guy you have is injured, it feels different. So maybe they can give you a magical performance in Boston to force it to game seven. Uh, we can hope. And that's why we watch sports for that hope to see because a lot of us probably aren't very confident but a lot of us are going to watch because we wanted to see if they can do it. Can they summon something inside of them? Can they burn a boat? And can they just find, reach deep, dig deep and find just enough to win on the road and save their season? This is the stuff. This is, when the, this is why basketball is the best sport. This is when the playoffs are at their best. When teams are up against the wall, everything to lose and everything to gain, especially a team like this that could be seeing serious changes. A group of guys that I think... Are just dogs, man. Just they deserve to go out better than this way. I hope that they can go out swinging. I know that the injuries make that difficult. I wouldn't bet on it. Um, but we'll see. Regardless, you know, if this is the last proper pod we do, uh, before a season in retrospect, because I get back Tuesday from San Francisco going to a wedding, I'm very excited. My friends here in Lachlan are getting married. So shout out to them. Um, you guys, we've had a great season. Thank you, chat, for always being there. This has been the biggest year of MHP. Nine years in the books. We're one away from our tenth year. Um, doing this for this long with you guys with a with an audience has been the best. The ever changing ways of MHP. Uh, all the different looks that we've had. If you've been with us from the start, you know how how different every variation of the pod has been, whether it's be streaming or whatever, whether it's hangover time, weird off pregame, old school MHP. Uh, our old streams if you remember the, the the damn periscope streams all that stuff alf doing fucking halftime shows via periscope that was funny all that stuff man it, it just means the world to me and um you know hopefully they play a game seven that would be saturday correct no that'd be sunday hopefully they play a game seven and they force their way into the nba finals with a date against the warriors of the mavs but we'll see so i'll leave you with that Remember, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Uh, well, I don't know why you're not subscribed. We do a lot of cool content. Why don't you get get subscribed? It helps our numbers. If you're listening on the pod and you want to watch these, uh, subscribe on our YouTube page, Miami Heat Beat, or watch us live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Miami Heat Beat. Our pre- and post-game shows are a lot of fun, plus all the other offerings we have uh, live. So I appreciate y'all. Um, I will leave you with the sound of burning boats. It is that time. People, the seas are roiling, embers are flying. That's what it is, baby. Game game six, Eastern Conference Finals. Burn, boats are burned, nowhere to go, nowhere to turn back to. It's just us and them. Love that. This is what it feels like to be alive. You look behind you, you just see a boat on fire. You can't go home, the boats are burned. There's no turning back. Your only choice is forward. There's no escape. That's what it means to burn the boats, people. Shout out to that. Shout out to y'all. Burn boats. Burn sage. We'll see you, uh, hopefully, for pregame show on Friday. Peace out.